Armstrong and Getty. The birthplace of talk radio. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. Look, we've got a real problem in this country. There seems to be zero understanding of history. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he... Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. Senior! You know what it is? Dimly lit room. Deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. I don't know. Do you have a nomination? Kanye? I don't know. Hadn't thought about it. Um, I don't know. I how, failed to prepare. I don't know how you'd put it in a word. So I prepared to fail. Am I wrong? No. I don't know how you'd put it in a word or a phrase, but what's on my mind is how so much of America is waking up to what Black Lives Matter is. Yes. All of a sudden. Yes. Uh, thanks to a couple of people in the world of sports, black dudes in the world of sports Oddly who are willing enough. to say, hey, can I, uh, can I say something? I've actually looked into what this is. It's horrific. They're communists. They're anti-family, they're anti-religion. Anybody know that? Well, you have to have a Ph.D. in political science and web research. They have a website. The, the founders are out there. They're proud of it. More on that later. You'd think your media could do that for you just a little bit, maybe? Shh, it doesn't help the narrative. Nobody on CNN ever thought maybe we ought to go to the website and see what it says? No. The news has almost become like a soap opera with the various characters falling in and out of love, drinking uh, bourbon in the middle of the day out of uh, crystal. That's <laughs> very elegant. Uh, and, and, you know, murder plots and evil twins and, and the rest of it. And whether it's realistic or not is completely beside the point. It's just got to be dramatic and interesting. And here's the key. Never ending. It's all about the narrative. We got some good stuff on that coming up uh, from Jason Whitlock, who we've had on the show before, a black sports writer. Um, we're 118 days from the presidential election. For some reason, that sounds relatively close. Uh, it sounds impossible to live through. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not looking forward to the whole thing. But... 118. 18 I could take. Well, I remember when we were saying a year and a half. And... Yeah, that's true. Yeah, 456 days to the election, and why are we talking about it? Ah, yes. That was last, that was 2019. Yeah. Simpler times, good times. Oh, yeah, 2020, what a run. So we're officially into the second half. You know, we're officially, what, seven days into the second half of the year. Yes. There's no way the second half of the year is anything like the first half, right? We we front-loaded the year with craziness. Thanks for tempting the fates, man. It's like the the law of averages. Just, uh, we're going to go back to the mean, shouldn't we? Of what years are like. I suppose an so. Impeachment, a pandemic, and an economic collapse in in six months. I, I, oh, and then r- racial riots. What they 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 now they've done the cell phone data or something. They figured out the 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 BLM protests, biggest protests in our nation history. Oh, really? Most most participated in protests in our nation's history. So we had the biggest. Particularly if you're only counting it based on cell phone data. They didn't have a lot of those in the 60s. Yeah, it's, an, it's a good counterpoint. <laughs> After I said that, I wondered about it. But Wait a minute. Anyway, Wait a uh, minute. I don't doubt that it's the biggest protest in our nation's history. Oh, fully believable. I'm yeah. just a, a, yeah. a terrible student who pokes <laughs> holes and things. But so there's four 
giant make the history books things that happen in six months. I never say, gosh, the traffic's great today because it's inviting fate to punish me. And I never say this year can't get any worse (laughs) for the same reason. The fates just they hate when you say stuff like that. I'm a little ancient Roman, little bit. It almost have to be a China thing to get worse. But now he's oh. Well, I'm just thinking. Just, what just could even possibly? Lie. What could even possibly happen that would well, be worse? Yeah, geopolitical uh, horror, violence, uh, and and China certainly making every indication that that's their intent. Who was yeah, I listening to? You say, oh, Neil Ferguson thinks that China will make a move on Taiwan late this year or next. It is entirely and possible. And he believes, he said, I thought this was really interesting, uh, historian Neil Ferguson, who we've had on the show a number of times, uh, well-respected in all quarters. Um, uh, he believes China will make a move on Taiwan later this year or early next year, and that the closest international relationship in the world right now is between China and Russia. And when China moves on Taiwan, Russia will move somewhere. Uh, you know, one of, one of those, one of those slash... little countries, just to make it that much more difficult for the world to deal with, because and right. it would make it difficult, right? Okay, this is the sort of thing NATO would usually get together and kick Russia out of Estonia or wherever they move on, but mm-hmm. we can't because China just or we but some what are we going to do here? And oh no, would we go to war with China to protect Taiwan? Would we? <sighs> It's uh, a good question. Uh, oh boy, do you want to get into this? No, I mean, just, you brought it up. I'm just you. You want to work with us? <laughs> I'm sorry, that's that's totally inappropriate. I was just trying to come up with something that could make the world the the year worse, and uh, that's yes. a realistic possibility. That's not a way well, out. What there. about a meteor hits in the in the middle of Omaha? How about uh, sharks learn to walk on land? I don't. Uh, that's pretty bad. I don't know. <laughs> you can get AIDS by uh, I don't know. The birds poop. I don't know. I can think of all sorts of things. What are you trying to do? Not that are likely. You're the, freaking me out. The Neil Ferguson scenario is 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 definitely in the realm of possibility. China's absolutely feeling its oats right now. Well, Witness Hong Kong, where they've just declared that the, the new security law, any dissent is seen as treason and can be punishable by death. Yeah, as I heard a commentator say yesterday, too bad Hong Kong doesn't have more Jews. Because the same thing has happened in Hong Kong that sometimes happens to Israel. <laughs> and the world rises to their defense, and the world is not rising to the defense of Hong Kong. Right. Well, nor are many American corporations that have been muling oh so preciously about you know racism and the rest of it. They're just virtue signaling to get business. They don't mean anything they say. Uh, but they conveniently ignore the horrors going on right now in China. As the U.S. strives as hard as we can, as we always have, to do our best. You know, in a complicated world, anything involving humans is complicated. Meanwhile, China is I've just openly that. an oppressor. If if you're she and your goal, which it is, uh, is to reestablish China in, in your mind uh, as the, 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 the dominant power on Earth. Yes. Why wouldn't you move now in the midst of a, the pandemic and you see the race riots and the and the president's approval ratings and getting it and the media's against him and everything like that? Why wouldn't you move? The only thing I can think of, and I think it's a pretty solid answer, is he knows the economic uh, response would be historic. Hmm. I think we in the free world would say, oh, my God, it was fun doing business with you all. We we're all making money, but nope, 
too far, too much. And I and if China's economic rise turns into a collapse, then the Communist Party is in serious trouble in China. I hope that's their calculation. Me too. Let's introduce everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo. Pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing good. Here's something lighthearted, something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. I uh, did my um, wedding menu for you guys, I mean, and for all of our guests. And I just want to let you know. We don't I, get special meals? You guys do get special <laughs> meals. What? Oh, what? Wow. Yeah, yes. I have. Finally, the respect I'm due. <laughs> I paid the extra $5 for the mixed grill, which, wow. means, which means you get a high-end beef and a high-end chicken. Yes. There's hors d'oeuvres. You're going to really, you're in for a treat. Oh, A yes. high-end chicken. A mixed grill. No, it's very good. You're going to like that. That sounds awesome. I'd go to. Some of this. Some of, the high-end chicken. Yeah. Yep. yeah. You guys want to meet at the chicken? Oh, yeah. That's cool. They use Kraft ice. <laughs> so you're gonna, you don't have to make a choice. They're going to both be yes. on your plate. Oh, oh thank you. I hate yeah. choices. So, so much, Mike. Well, the choices, I eat them both. That's the choice. <laughs> the hard part is figuring out the kid's meal. At what age do you not serve them chicken and fries? They chicken chicken strips. Yeah, chicken tenders Wait, so and fries. Wait, so I'm not getting chicken tenders? I've been wondering that with my son. At what point do I move you away from the, your choices are hot dog, chicken tenders, and macaroni and cheese? There is a cost difference. And, you know, if the kid's like 10, where does he fall? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I often look at that menu and think I'd like a hot dog and macaroni and cheese. It sounds fantastic right now. <laughs> uh, there's uh, Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Now, we all agreed that uh, the Internet was a great revealer of people just have way too much time on their hands. And I was pre-corona shelter-in-place thing. And I feel like this has just really amplified the, the the amount of which we understand that people just have unlimited time, apparently, to do things like... Uh, put together a version of the Steve Miller band song, The Joker, with the wolf whistle after every line. You're the cutest thing that I ever did see. I really love your beaches, want to shake your tree. See, he would have, he, he didn't make that decision. He thought that'd be an overuse of that. Yeah, that's very 21st century. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. People like it a little. We did a we did a focus group. People like the woo woo. So let's right. put it after that every is line. The the Lucky Charms is now all marshmallows yep. yes, of music. Is. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> we've we've battled radio consultants at times through our careers, not for a long time, but. Uh, who will have that attitude? Uh, we've we've done research, and and people who like people like the chocolate chips, and so now y- your cookie should just be a giant chocolate chip. We'd say, well, we think it's really the balance of ingredients. No, no, the research says people like the chocolate chips. Oh, it's unbelievable. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. How did it already get to be Tuesday, July 7th, the year 2020, where Armstrong and Getty and we approve of this program? People say their favorite part of a peanut butter sandwich is the jelly, so just serve them an enormous vat of jelly. Woo! 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 <laughs> Let's begin the show now, officially, according to FCC rules and regulations, at Mark. Uh, I, listen, I understand what you're saying. I totally understand. It is about police brutality. That should never be accepted. Yeah. I am not saying... That that's not it, but they are. There's more there, okay. and when I look at if they have more on their agenda, we need to ask them about what else is on that agenda. All right, All right. okay, yeah, All right. That's the insufferable Don Lemon. We'll get more into that coming up in just a little bit. 
Uh, Joe's got the pompous of love right after the break with the uh, the mailbag. I almost forgot it at home, too. I had to circle back and grab it. So <laughs> a lot of stuff on the way. And our text line is always 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Interesting development with that Maxwell rapist scumbag woman who is a helper of Epstein's. Oh, yeah. Stay tuned for that. Yeah. I'm tempted to go off on a screed. The media, for some reason, when it comes to child rape, using weirdly softened language. I don't get that. You'd think, if anything, they'd go the other direction. But more to come. Mailbag. You can email us. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Anytime something we ought to be talking about, send it along. Or uh, you got an opinion, a thought, an effort at wit. Our freedom-loving quote of the day this morning comes from Thomas Jefferson, who I will proudly advocate, along with G-Dub, George Washington, as guys who ought to be credited with ending slavery or helping to. Going to go with the biggie, the kahuna, Thomas Jefferson's stairway to heaven. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. He actually cribbed a, a fair amount of his stuff from George Mason, the, uh, the great, the towering intellectual founding father who is mostly forgotten by most people. And wasn't T.J. like 30 when he wrote that? Yeah. Yeah, he was ridiculously young. Uh, let's see. You know what? I forgot to grab that off the oh, That's right out there. And it's just so close, but so far. You want me to snag it? No. You know what? I just found it. Uh, here's a, a nice note from Ryan in Houston. The worst of all worlds. Or I think he means worlds, not words. Uh, he talks about flattening the curve and staying home in the economy, and then his P.S. I really liked. Can we just cancel Halloween this year? I really won't be able to handle the woke lanch that will happen over costumes. <laughs> the woke lanch. Ah, <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, Ryan from Houston. Good point. Will we still be socially distancing come Halloween? Yes. Boy, back in March, I thought, well, by fall, this will be over. I'm starting to think not. So. Some friends of ours... Just uh, emailed and said, hey, you guys want to go to the uh, an NFL game? It's the Niners-Packers, as a matter of fact. And uh, I, I, my response was, if there's an NFL season and if they let fans into the stands, sounds like fun. But I, And I'm not sure where it is on the schedule. It might be early November. I, I said to Judy, I would bet $1,000 that that's not going to happen, and I would not worry about my money. I'd be pretty comfortable with that bet. We've also got the whole, are they going to play the Black National Anthem and the Star-Spangled Banner at the games? Um, the Black National Anthem. Which has become a story, so stay yeah. tuned for that. Uh, let's see, a nice little note here from uh, Matt in American Fork, Utah. My wife and I had the opportunity to take our four young children on a road trip through 10 states, 3,200 miles. Awesome. Which included Cal Unicornia, Oregon, Washington, Montana, and South Dakota. We got to see Mount Rushmore, Crazy Horse, Glacier National Park, and so much more. Jealous. 
During our trip, we played Road Trip Bingo, which included looking for Trump and Biden campaign signage. We saw hundreds of Trump's Trump 2020 bumper stickers, flags, and signs. Yes, including in the blue states. Do you want to guess how many Biden 2020 campaign items we saw? Not one. You know, now that you mention it, I've yet to see a Biden anything. I see Bernie stuff every day where sure. I live. Yeah. Um, and occasionally the Hillary. <laughs> but he, I've never seen a Biden anything. Matt adds, this feels <laughs> too much like 2016. The excitement behind the candidates matters. WFTPTMON3. Waiting for the poll that matters on November 3rd. Or Biden will be elected as the least enthusiastically chose president of all time because Bingo. Trump is who he is. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, nice note from our friend Kemper, uh, who's talking about slavery and, and various caste systems and the rest of it. He brings up uh, prehistoric Mexico and ancient Egypt, which had horrific and rigid no, no, caste no, no, no. systems. India, Nazi Germany, and the United States, according to the New York Times. There is nothing too stupid or crazy to be printed in the New York Times <laughs> at this point, nor aired on CNN. And I have a great example of that coming up. But uh, Kemper points out, yeah, the legacy, the legacy of Hebrew slavery under the pharaohs persists to this day. That's why today's American Jews can't rise above blue-collar poverty. Let's see. Uh, we only have 30 seconds? Rich in beautiful green Oregon says Disney and Kaepernick announce a partnership deal. Has the mouse lost its mind? Oh, yes. And Disney can let my white kids know they're inherently racist, too. And the U.S. is evil. Only wants to keep the minorities down. The mouse is a commie! (laughs) All right. More on the way. Stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. If the NFL starts out its season with everyone standing for Lift Every Voice and Sing, the Black National Anthem, and then virtually everyone on the field taking a knee when the Star Spangled Banner plays, I think it's going to be, if you remember the show Happy Days, the Jump the Shark moment when it's like, okay, Happy Days is over, the NFL will run off a nice fat chunk of its audience and will never be seen the same again i had not heard this is this like a likely thing to happen they were discussing it as if it's a likely thing to happen this song that is considered the black national anthem being played at the nfo games i've heard a lot of talk about it i don't know how real that plan is and i heard it's a great song a really pretty song and i'm sure it is but i mean if it's if if, if the if the cultural heft of it is it's the black national anthem then you play what I guess would, in their eyes, be the white national anthem. It's no. not to me, um, and and all the players kneel for it. Right? <laughs> I, 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 yeah, that's that Jason be- Whitlock. By the way, he's a sports writer that has been controversial for years, often for going against the grain of what's politically correct. But uh, I don't think that that's I don't think that's political at all. That's just a statement of fact. If they decide to do that, there will be a giant chunk of the NFL audience that will be like, yeah, I'll right, be gone I'm and I will never return. No way. That is such a terrible, terrible idea. And that would be such a watershed moment in American history in which we just declared, nope, all races should be separate. They should. It's a return to segregation. In a really significant way. Yeah, I wanted to get to that in a little bit. So a little, just to finish up on Jason Whitlock, 46 there, Sean, um, uh, where he had more to say about Black Lives Matter and what it is and isn't. 
I don't want to just blame Roger Goodell and Troy Vincent. This is NFL ownership, all right. of them, cowards, right. not standing up for what they believe in. America has made them filthy rich and some of the most powerful people on the planet, and they're unwilling to defend the values they built their business on and the country that has enriched them incredibly. This, I mean, across the board, Tucker, I, politically, in the sports world, I'm looking at men fall out of cowardice. I'm looking at women That's fall right. out of cowardice. It's pervasive throughout this country. And he goes on to say that you don't have to do a lot of homework to realize that Black Lives Matter, the actual organization that has that name, is a Marxist organization that does not believe in... He said a lot of these guys are religious. He says he wants to say to them, do you realize this is an anti-religious organization? Right. This is an anti-family organization. They're communists. Do you get that? All you have to do is look at the Wikipedia page of their founders. All you have to do is look at their web page. One of the things it's, is, it's blacklivesmatter.com. It's not hard to find. Right. Yeah, it's not hidden. Right. Um, uh, one of the things I've been happy about, although it's been slow, is that uh, in a couple of weeks we've gone from, boy, you couldn't whisper anything even slightly against the idea of black lives matter or it all gets mixed up with the the notion of right black lives matter black lives should matter as much as any other life in policing which nobody disagrees with right um it took a couple of weeks to get to the hey the the movement of black lives matter though it's a political organization and they're they're communists um, it would have been nice if the mainstream media had pointed out like at the very beginning while people are rioting in the streets might have toned things down a little bit yeah, uh, and clarified what the issues are. Would have been real nice if they did that. In fact, that's your job. That's why you got into journalism. That's why you went to J school. Those and, uh, days are gone, boomer. And wanted to speak it's not about tr- facts anymore. And wanted to speak truth to power. That's why you got into that whole thing. No. But uh, apparently you missed that one. No. Now you want to have power. As Joe said, it was the, the, uh, their platform was very cleverly hidden. In their website called BlackLivesMatter.com. And there were founders prominently listed there on the website. The slightest digging into them, you can figure out what they are. They're Marxists who are anti-family, anti-religion, anti-America. And and, and the soft heads of America just hearing the slogan Black Lives Matter thinking, yes, I'm in favor of that. And just going along for the ride is the media equates absolutely everything, including looting, burning, killings, shootings, with, well, George Floyd shouldn't have gotten his neck knelt on, so I guess I'm in favor of that. Are people that stupid and that incapable of nuance? I guess. Well, and most people that were, the vast majority of people who were peacefully protesting, they have no idea. They haven't gone to the website either. So it's not like they're in favor of communism or Marxism or anything like that. just a bunch of earnest young kids, mostly. The the problem is, before we start painting this, you know, Black Lives Matter on basketball courts and get a whole bunch of uh, movement going toward this organization, let's make sure you all know before you start donating money or voting for candidates or whatever that are talking about Black Lives Matter, let's make sure we delineate which is which. For crying out loud! Yeah, um, what, what's wrong with equality now? I know the uh, critical race theory activist types would reject that because there's historical debts owed, and 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 you know, the, the, the equality is a, a white lie, and the rest of it. Surely America could get behind that slogan. 
We could stay with the energy of, look, everybody needs their constitutional rights. The cops shouldn't abuse anybody. We're all in favor of this. Let's take this energy and work toward, continue to work toward the American ideal of inclusiveness and equal rights. And just abandon the slogan that is a Marxist organization. It's not that hard to understand. And and freaking Don Lemon on CNN, he knows it, and MSNBC knows it, and, and the WAPO in the New York Times know it, but they, they feel like they got the narrative. They got the soap opera going. They got the bad guys and the good guys going. And it's a good storyline, and they're getting clicks. So they don't dare tell you the truth. It's the last thing they're going to do. Off topic, but something you said reminded me I heard over our uh, vacation. So one of the spokespeople for Iran... Because we're uh, still dealing with them, and they want to get a nuclear weapon, and we got sanctions and all that sort of stuff going oh, on. Oh, that's right. right. The rest of the world hasn't gone away. No. But one of the spokesmen from Iran said, if you implement those sanctions, you will be kneeling on the neck of our economy, and we will not be able to breathe. I thought, wow. That's some pretty good uh, international trolling. Yeah, I mean, I hate it, but if I was on their team, I would say, hey, high five, good one. Hey, Muhammad, nice job with that whole kneeling on the neck narrative. Good job. High five. Woof. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. And well, but to see, that's, that's the beautiful thing about our country, especially the modern version of it. We air our sins publicly and apologize and try to atone for them and have a loud public conversation about how best to do it, which often turns messy and, and well, and when it gets into the hands of the American media, distorted and dumb. But we, we, we are honest about it, as opposed to the, the evil dictators around the world who are getting a pass from, you know, Disney and Facebook and the rest of them. It's just it's it's enormous hypocrisy, but it's chasing the dollar, which is fine. That's what they're supposed to do for their their uh, their uh, shareholders. But don't throw on the cloak of the the great moral priest when you're looking at America, Mister Zuckerberg or Nike or Disney or any of you clowns. Don't throw on that cloak and then hastily chuck it in the back of the closet when you're making money in China or Saudi Arabia or wherever else. One of the I think there are. There are how I got the numbers somewhere. There are thirty countries on Earth, at least thirty, that will jail you for being gay, and like six or eight that will execute you for it. And all these big companies are just making money hand over fist over there. They got nothing to say about that. <laughs> so please stop it. You're as bad as the Hollywood actors on Oscar night lecturing us how we ought to live. Unbelievable. Um, so you two guys are NFL fans. I am not in the, the into the NFL anymore. I am an NFL junkie in the true meaning of the word. I am an addict who knows he has to quit. I hate myself. I, I I'm crawling around on the restroom floor looking for the hit I just dropped of the NFL. I, I'm not happy with my relationship with football. But how real is this idea of having that so-called black national anthem during the, the Positive game? Positive, Sean, have you been following this? Because Jason Whitlock stated it like it was going to happen, and I just I hadn't heard about it. I think it's probably being discussed, but I haven't seen even a hint of, hey, this is happening. Uh-huh. And like, Yeah, so I, I, I have it. I'd put it less... It's more likely not to happen than will happen, would be my guess right now, but uh-huh. I won't, I've I, only I, seen reporting of discussions. Oof, that'd be a heck of a move. If I'm in charge of the NFL... First of all, I just cash out and disappear and exactly. go live a life of leisure. But if I'm in charge of the NFL, and and folks, I understand this will pain you. It pains me to say it. 
I would say, look, there's just going to be no singing of anything. We're going to show up to the field. We're going to play a football game. So you're like Sean's no statues. Let's just not have statues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> statues are stupid. <laughs> well, I, I disagree with our young friend on that one. But I, Go to a website. Learn if, about something that way. If there weren't any statues, I don't think my life would be any, that much less for it. But. On vacation? You go to the big square, you get a guy on a horse. Yeah, who's the guy on the horse? You ask. You look at your guidebook. Oh, it's Wellington. How what do you know? Just that. So you don't enjoy that? But, I enjoy good stuff. Anyway, so similar you got to, Galileo in Italy. Yeah, it's good stuff. Similar to just removing statues, uh, just not have them then. We get, apparently we can't be a country with statues. We just agree. We don't know how to handle them. Um, you say <laughs> do away with the singing. Well, I'm not, it's not required by law, as we've all learned in the like, last couple of years. It's not like mandated. It was just somebody thought it would be a good idea at some point. Well, probably in a time of national crisis. I can't remember. Right. And the question always coming up, how come we don't rise to our feet and sing the national anthem before a musical or a movie? <laughs> you know, right. A variety of other things sure. that are just entertainment. Yeah, it's become a tradition. I think it's a really nice tradition. Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, especially in hockey, where they do uh, the American one and then the Canadian one, because the Canadian one's got a nice melody. Uh, but it's not necessary, and if it becomes this terribly divisive moment before every sports event, I, I just don't think it's good for the country. And I hear you talking. My my more uh, fundamentalist conservative friends, you can't back down. You can't stop the national anthem because the the super lefty agitators. I don't know. I, sometimes I think you got to duck a punch uh, before you throw one. You know what? You got to let things calm down a little bit. Gotta, but I could be wrong. Make your argument. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. This all kinds of fits together, I think. But I heard NPR this morning saying statues continue. Statues and monuments continue to come around, down around this country sometimes overnight. Oh, they come down overnight. Yeah. That's what happens. And they ought to bolt them down a little tighter. When a mob shows up and pulls them down without the public voting or having a discussion about it at all, the statues continue to come down overnight. All right. uh, Yeah. Yeah. You know, we ought to get into the, I don't know. I don't know if I have the energy. You didn't have the energy for that sentence. I don't know so, if you yeah, had it you for kind the of, topic. You kind of bailed on your uh, predicate. It's a good, good diagnosis there. Uh, 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 my belief is only Trump can get Trump not elected. And only the left can get Trump elected. Wow. It's, it's, wow. Like that. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Oh, it's, it's clear to me. That's pretty good. It is a festival of frustrating <laughs> to watch our current politics both, and media. Both sides doing what's not in their interest. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Aggressively and effectively, yeah, in my we'll opinion. We'll have to discuss that more. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. The Jeffrey Epstein rape story uh, takes another turn. Is that gal still alive? Uh, I think she is. And is, uh, is Hillary aware where she is? <laughs> oh, boy. This is what 80 is. I know this is it, but how should I feel? Everyone asks, how do you feel? And I think, you know, we lived from when we were kids. You know, 80 was like, what? You know, that's crazy. But now it seems to be, 
you know, there's a lot of people, a hundred out there. So I'm just aiming for a (laughs) hundred. I'll still be playing. (laughs) There you go. Ringo Starr, one of the Beatles is 80. So that was pithy. They were a band that broke up 50 years ago this year. 50. Get back indeed. (laughs) Ermagerd. So Ringo Starr, is a, he was the drummer for a, a band called The Beatles, and he turned 80, turns 80 today. He's doing interviews or something. He says they turned down a $200 million reunion gig in 1976 because of the warm-up act. Apparently, this is a new story I had hmm. not heard. Um, wow. So in 1976, they would have been broken up for six years at that point, right? Um. And uh, somebody was offering him 200 million pounds at that time. So it'd be a, a lot of money. It'd be yeah. like a half a billion dollars, probably. Well, and adjusted for inflation. It's a That's mis- what I was, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I don't know what the exchange rate was back then. It's a fascinating topic. We can go into depth <laughs> if you'd like. The pound versus the dollar yes. in the 70s? Oh. Exactly. The weakness of the pound in the mid-70s. Yeah. I could talk all week about it. Uh, so Ringo told the Sunday Mirror over the weekend, we did talk one time, there was a crazy offer out there about getting together. Uh, we called each other to see what we thought. We decided not to do it because the opening act was a guy biting a shark, so we decided no. A <laughs> 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 wrestling match between what? a man and a shark was going to be the warm-up act. Wait a minute! The whole budget went to you guys getting back together. We don't have anything left for the warm-up act. <laughs> we can't afford who's <laughs> big in 76. We were trying to get John Denver, <laughs> yeah, exactly. but he wouldn't play for $100. All we could find was a guy who fights and bites, apparently. A shark. Look, if I was Howard Hughes, I'd have the captain and Tennille and you, but I'm not. <laughs> just a, I'm just a promoter. Wait a minute. I find that story suspect on several levels. It's coming straight from the drummer's mouth. All right. Although he does sound a little addled in that clip. Well, yeah, all right. So that uh, scumbag Jeffrey Epstein is dead. The scumbag Maxwell woman who is also a rapist, as uh, learned over the weekend, as several of the women have pointed out. She participated in the rape. So, and a child rapist. Yeah, a child rapist. Yeah. S- certainly an underage uh, girl rapist. She participated in the rapes of children. She she procured them, then participated in the rapes, and was there when one of them says a gun was put to her head uh, when she left the property and said, I'm going to kill you and your, we'll kill you and your parents. So this woman is a monster. She is as bad as it can get. Yes. Uh, so, uh, she is, she is no less an awful human being than Jeffrey Epstein. Well, according to, um, a friend of hers who's known her for years says that she has got tapes of a lot of the stuff that Jeffrey Epstein had been doing over the years. That is not the least bit shocking. Secret stash of sex tapes, I believe, that she squirreled away that could end up being her get-out-of-jail card if the authorities are willing to trade. She has copies of everything Epstein had. They could implicate some twisted movers and shakers around the world. Oh, boy. And if she goes down, she's going to take the whole lot with her. Good. Wow, wow, wow. What an interesting case study for justice. Yeah. How much, I mean, Sean, Sean how and I little were... can you agree for her to pay for her terrible, terrible sins if you can round up, I don't know, eight or ten other monsters? Well, the point of justice is not, you know, some sort of balancing the scales, whatever. I mean, if we can, if we can, if we, you know, punish her enough that somehow something turns out right, um, we don't want her to do it again, right? Obviously, and yeah. if there are other people out there involved in these, 
you know, these rings where it's going on right now, you know, we'd want to get to them. Right, clearly. Do you let her off scot-free, though? There, have to, there has to be a, a sanction for the horrors she per- perpetrated, but it's a difficult thing. Cops deal with it all the time. Prosecutors deal with it all the time. Not only did Epstein like to capture himself with underage girls on camera, what a, what a, I'm glad he's dead, but... Well, there is no sex, sex addict. Not sex addict. I'm a sex addict. Another great uh, riffs. But there is no sex addict who is not a porn addict. It doesn't surprise me a bit that this well, guy was videotaping. Him. He also, he wanted to have something to hold over the rich and powerful who took advantage of, uh, you know, his, uh, his lifestyle in case he ever needed it. He wanted to have something on perhaps Prince Andrew, perhaps... I hate to throw out any other names. I think Prince Andrew actually did it, but the other people, I don't have any idea, so I won't throw out any of the other names. As one tweeter put it yesterday, Prince Andrew's sweat glands back open for business. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, I understand your restraint in not naming names, but the list of folks who allegedly partied with the guy, pretty well known, including the former POTUS. Yeah. And um, Alan Dershowitz, the lawyer... Yeah, I don't. That's that's so out of character for him. I mean, I would be shocked if that turned out to be true. But you know, I've been shocked before. Well, I hope she's watching her back in prison. Uh, folks from her line of work haven't fared very well lately. No kidding. If she shows up dead, wow. Armstrong and Getty. <laughs> 